Hey, this is Heath Paget, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, Episode 72. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast where I interview nomadic entrepreneurs who run a business while traveling full-time in an RV. Today on the podcast, I'm interviewing Mandy Holish, a wedding photographer, fashion blogger, and as of recently, a jewelry designer. Mandy travels in a fifth wheel with her husband, Kevin, who I interviewed back on episode 10, as well as Grizzly, Nimbus, Luna, and Foxy, the furry friends of the Holish family. A few things that we talk about on this episode are, should debt keep you from your dream of travel, transitioning your business for the road and starting new projects, nurturing relationships, battling loneliness, ways to keep in touch with family and friends on the road, how to spend zero dollars on camping while experiencing the most beautiful parts of America. This interview ranges across the board, but Mandy is awesome. Alyssa and I have spent quite a bit of time with both her and Kevin since we've been RVing and since they've been RVing for the past year and a half. Before diving into today's episode, I want to thank today's sponsor, WeBoost, and the new 4GX RV cell phone booster. This cell phone booster is something I wish we would have picked up the day we bought our RV because I can't tell you how many times over the past three years we were in truly beautiful places outside of national or state parks, but we had to leave early because there was only one to two bars of Verizon and we couldn't get any work done or it wasn't fast enough to record a podcast over Skype, which is kind of a big deal. The 4GX RV cell booster can take that signal, multiply it up to 32x, and then rebroadcast it throughout the entire RV to give us a significant boost in internet speed. This means more time in beautiful places and faster internet wherever we go. WeBoost's new cell phone booster is made specifically for RVs, and if you want to receive a 10% discount, you can reach out and email me directly, heath at campgroundbooking.com, and I will hook you up with that discount code. Go to weboost.com to learn more about their cell phone boosters. All right, that's all for the sponsors today. Let's get into the show with Mandy Holish. Mandy, thanks for being on the podcast with me. Thanks for having me, Heath. <laughs> yeah, so you wanted to ask me a question uh, about the keys? Yes, tell me all about the keys. It looks amazing. <laughs> We've been there once and we loved it. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I've actually even talked about this on the podcast at all. Maybe I've mentioned it in passing. Uh, so if you're listening, Alyssa and I just got back a few days ago. We did an RV road trip through the Keys uh, with a tourism board down there. So basically, we parked our RV in Charleston and flew down there. We got a Cruise America, which is kind of funny because we bash on them a whole lot. Like we have the past few years, anytime <laughs> we see them, because they're like, oh my gosh, there's a cruise. Like, look at that giant mural on this. Anyway, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Everybody has those things like you love to make fun of, and that's been Cruise America for us. So anyway, we ended up in one. <laughs> And uh, once we, we, we got it, we got down there and, you know, we're waterfront and at these two different campgrounds. We stayed at Encore Resorts, which we've only stayed at a couple times. And like the whole almost not the entire like little island, but a lot of it is basically just all campground. And so you're waterfront. And one of the second park we stayed at was um, like literally had your own little private beach at every little campsite. So I was thinking in my what? head, I was like. We need to we need to get like Mandy and Kevin and some other friends and go down to the Keys uh, and just RV down there for the whole winter. Like, why are we not doing that? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, yeah, we've been there once and we actually took our little pop up camper. We haven't taken our fifth wheel down there, but it was amazing. But the only thing that sucks about it is how packed it is. Like, especially in the winter, yeah, everybody goes there, so it's really hard to get like reservations. 
But um, a friend of mine told me to go to all the campgrounds that have the worst reviews, like one-star reviews, and then you'll definitely have a spot. So I was like, wow, that's really smart. You don't have to really worry about having good service. That's a really good point. I mean, a one-star in the Keys is still in the Keys, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, that's awesome. So I would highly recommend it if you're thinking about doing any kind of RV road trip and you don't know where you want to go, uh, I would highly recommend going to the Keys. It was a little bit warm. I mean, it is, uh, it's May now, sure. but it was, uh, yeah. it was totally worth it. Amazing. I don't know how long I can stay down there because I'm so white. Anyway, uh, yeah. I want to talk about you and just, I just want to jump right into it because I know you guys have been on the road now All for right. over a year, right? Mm-hmm. A year, about almost a year and a half. Almost a year and a half. And before that, you had done a couple months in your pop-up camper. And so when you guys first started thinking seriously about hitting the road and going full-time in an RV, what was going through your head at that period in your life? Because I know you guys had thought about getting a house and doing, you know, kind of going that route. But when you decided to, you know, go the RV route, like what was going through yours and Kevin's head at that time? Oh, man. So I'm just jumping right into the deep stuff. I'm just jumping right into the deep stuff. <laughs> yeah, you just go right for it. I like it. Yeah, I think that for us, it was really about how we kept seeing people around us, like buy houses, settle down, get married, have kids, you know, like the whole typical route. And then we took this little pop-up trip right after we got married. Um, I think like in the winter after we got married, we got married in September and we were just like joking around. We're like, ha like, what if we did this like for our life? You know, like, what if we did this? And then we got home, we got a new apartment, we settled down in that apartment, got it all set up and everything. And we're like, once winter was coming, we're like, oh my God, what are we doing here? Like, this is miserable. <laughs> we hate it. And then like literally the next month we like bought our camper and renovated it. So we are, I mean, not the best planners, I guess. It's like whenever we want something, we make it happen. So it's basically what happened, and then now we're here on the road. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, but at this time, you had your you have your photography business. You've been doing that a while, and Kevin has the Moment app. If you haven't listened to episode ten, Kevin has an app called Moment. It's been downloaded like a gajillion times. Actually, I think it's like four million. Yeah, it's still a lot. And yeah. so these are y'all's two separate businesses, but like us, and I can talk about this because, you know, we've had this conversation before, but you guys like us, you also had student debt. And so I know that I'm sure this was like a fear during this time thinking about debt before travel. So how did that conversation go and how were you guys intentional on wanting to go out and travel, but also being cognizant of the fact that you don't want to accrue debt in that process? That's a really good question. Um, Yeah, that was actually one of the biggest deciding factors um, if we were going to do this lifestyle or not. Um, When we first had the conversation about it, we're like, okay, how can we make this work with um, our student debt? And like, how can it be financially right for us? So um, so paying off a student debt is like one of the biggest goals that we have as a couple. We just don't want to have to live like this forever. Um, we don't want to have to be constantly worried about how much money we have in the bank. And I'm sure that doesn't go away when you pay off your debt, but it definitely is like a huge chunk of change from our pay paychecks. So yeah, it was definitely a huge thing. We're like, okay, how can we make this work? That's why we bought like a really cheap fifth wheel. We bought one that was like not in the greatest condition, condition but luckily Kevin is super handy. And I have an eye for 
making it cozy, luckily. Um, but yeah, so we just worked together and we did it all ourselves. Um, we had no idea what we we're doing, but it really um, paid off. Yeah, I mean, y'all bought your rig for 5000 bucks. Yeah, um, we shopped around a lot. Well, I mean, as much as you can do in a month, I guess, and online. Um, we looked on like every RV seller website and uh, we stumbled upon this one that was in New York, which was like a three hour drive from us. And we fell in love with the layout. Like all we wanted was a solid layout um, so we can do the rest on the inside. And then we did most of the work in two weeks and we obviously added projects on as we traveled, but it was, uh, it was awesome. And it's amazing how much we are doing, like doing well with our debt right now, just because of this lifestyle and, yeah, just not living extravagantly. Was was there any fears around uh, like new expenses coming up, being on the road, as far as whether it would be gas or lodging or whatever? Just I guess the general unknown, and also leaving uh, Pittsburgh, which is where your you know photography is inherently you know like while it can be remote, like your all your, most of your business I'm presuming was from people that you knew from Pittsburgh. So was there any fear with kind of leaving behind additional income streams as you guys were traveling or did you have, did you set up some type of intentionality so that you guys could continue that business? Very good question. Um, yeah, actually. So Kevin, as you know, his job is set up for this kind of lifestyle. Like he doesn't really have any requirements of location or anything like that. Um, so it was definitely my job that had more of that kind of stuff. And last year, when it was the wedding season, we just came back to Pittsburgh and spent the summer in Pittsburgh while I shot a bunch of weddings. But um, this year, I definitely targeted more of destination work. And um, I, well, actually, not a lot of it, though. Um, I've only been taking on like a, I took on a lot less weddings this year just because it didn't make sense um, financially. And I'm also like trying to find other ways to make money. But yeah, it was definitely scary. I mean, it's something I've always done. I've done for like the past five or six years of shot weddings. And um, it was a huge leap for me. But it also, Kevin makes a lot more money than me. So we kind of had to talk about it and figure out like what made sense for us financially. And honestly, like, this was a huge hit for my ego, but I definitely took more on around the house just to help Kevin so he could work more because his money was a lot. He could make a lot more money than I could and faster. So we definitely had to have that hard conversation. But yeah, I don't know. What was the first part of the question? I, I kind of forgot already. All right, cool. <laughs> no, but that that's a good answer. And uh, I appreciate the honesty. I mean, it, it's all ebbs and flows, right? There could be a, there could be a change in the iPhone app store and I, gosh, I hope this doesn't happen. But, you know, like the downloads right. of moment could totally plummet. And you exactly. guys have to rely on you hustling to, you know, go out and shoot weddings. Like, I know you guys are going to be stationary this next month because you're going to be flying and you're going yeah. to Mexico and a bunch of other places to shoot weddings. So I know there's an ebb and flow to that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's just marriage and, and working together as a team on the road. Oh, totally. Yeah. It, I mean, now looking back at first, it was really tough for me because I was, I was so independent before and I didn't need someone else, you know, like I didn't have to help someone else with um, stuff, but then you kind of realize, okay, marriage, like it's all about being together and working on it together. And yeah, it's, it's been really good for us in the end. Um, it's been good for me because I needed to take a step back and realize what was good for us as a couple. 
but yeah, I mean, I still love weddings, but it's like, it's really fun to like find new things. And luckily Kevin's been really supportive of me trying new things. And yeah, it's been really awesome. I want to I want to get into the some some of these new things that you're trying, but first, just because you shared something personal, I feel like I should share something personal. So at the uh, RV yeah. at the summit, we were uh, I don't remember when it was. It was just like at some point during the weekend, and you know, there's 120 people there or whatever, and it was during a Q and A period, and somebody asked Heath, you know, what type of editing software do you use on your video or something like to that extent. And mm-hmm. I did like yeah. didn't, I didn't even hesitate. I handed the mic to Alyssa, and she just basically said he doesn't. Um, I think <laughs> everyone just died. Everyone just died, and it was one of those things where it's like I never try to say like I am the end all be all because I know like while I'm the guy out there selling, kind of you know working doing biz dev for us to typically get new clients. Like the only reason why we even get referrals or have existing ones happy is because of her like she does all the editing for all of our videos and i mean i've never tried to like take credit for any i would be stupid to do that but it was just kind of funny i don't know i i don't know how that relates but i just like there was a twinge of kind of embarrassment but at the same time like also it's i don't know i don't know where i was going with that but i just wanted to share that. no i think that's good (laughs) yeah no i think that's good because i mean marriage is a team effort and it's something you do together all the time. And it's, it was definitely a learning curve for me, but it's been great. And I'm just so glad that I can help with that because yeah, Kevin's job could go away at any time, like not his job, but his app could go away at any time. Like he's kind of working around Apple's requirements. And sometimes it's like, Oh man, like Apple has a new update. Like what if they don't allow his app to be there anymore? You know, like there's always that chance. So it just made sense that we would go gung ho with his work right now and if anything happened to the app store or whatever um he could obviously get a job otherwise because he knows a lot with web development all that but i can also take on more work and luckily i have a really good base in pittsburgh and then i just have i'm lucky that i have like a lot of awesome people in my life that promote everything that i do so um yeah like we always have a way around it but right now we're just concentrating on his app to make as much money as possible yeah i mean i I'm in, I'm always inspired by you guys because one every time you post a lot of times you post photos of Kevin he's always fixing and working on trying something new and I am <laughs> I have so much fear built up around my lack of mechanical skills and the fact like I have a you know all these things that I've been wanting to do and I just I I built up so much fear in my head that I just can't do them I need to just get over it anyway but you guys are always trying new things you're yeah. Yeah, let's talk about uh, your jewelry. So you've been, like, where did this come about? You started an Etsy store, like, six months ago, and talk to me about that. First of all, I want to say, don't be afraid to try new things, Keith. (laughs) You might surprise yourself, be confident in yourself. I mean, we had no idea what we were doing, and we just kind of figured it all out. And Kevin watched, like, three YouTube videos, and he's basically an expert. So, (laughs) but yeah, jewelry, um, that came to me randomly um, in December, I believe. It just popped into my head. I was like, hmm, I wonder how this is made. And then I watched a couple of videos and I basically became completely obsessed with the idea, like soldering things together. Like what? Like that's so weird that I had like an obsession with that. (laughs) It's so outside of anything I've ever done. So yeah, I watched a couple of course, like a couple of YouTube videos and I basically just bought a bunch of tools and started making jewelry. it's been amazing. It's been like something I've haven't Kevin keeps laughing at me because he's never seen me so obsessed with something. I am like, if I'm not working, 
because it's very weather dependent. I have to work outside because our camper is too small and the fumes are not good for animals and humans. Mm. So it's very weather dependent. Um, but if I'm not working outside, then I'm probably looking at something online or looking at gemstones or something nerdy like that. But yeah, I mean, I started, I literally made my first ring in, I think, mid-January. And yeah, like I told you, we don't really plan anything. So I spent like a month getting ready and then just made something. But yeah, it's been really awesome for me. And I've had like 50 sales now. It's crazy. I didn't expect it to do so well. That is awesome. I mean, have you been sharing? I know you've built up a good following on Instagram. Have you been sharing them on there too? Slowly. Um, I I try to be very like truthful about what we're going through on our Instagram account, like 188 square feet. But I also don't want it to be just about what we're doing work-wise. Um, obviously, it's a huge part of our lives, but I think it's also fun to share like daily life stuff, like some silly stuff, you know. But obviously, yeah, I have shared a few things about my rings, but um, try not to be like too much because I do have a separate Instagram account for that. Totally. Uh, and we'll link up to that in the show notes. And yeah, of course, I, I totally get it about, you know, having the the realness and all that good stuff. And plus, if you just shared nothing but pictures of Foxy, your miniature golden doodle, I would just like those five times and that you can't even do that. I mean, just, <laughs> like just trying to show love for Foxy. So before you guys hit the road, you knew that there was going to be more time opening up for you to try new things. So like what did you have an anticipation of what you were going to do with that time? Yeah. So when we first hit the road, I had every intention of just going gung ho with my photography business. So basically promoting that we live on the road and that it's like a cool, exciting lifestyle and that I take weddings all over the place. That was like my true intention when we first hit the road. But then we hit the road. I realized that that is like really stressful and to like fly places. And I I do fly a lot of places for weddings. Like obviously now every time we travel, I have to fly somewhere. But it's a very high-stress job, so I literally get so – because I care so much. Like, I care, like, unbelievable amounts. So I wanted to try to find other ways that are a little bit less stressful, especially with all the traveling. So I am trying to only take on destination weddings that are, like, farther away, not just, like, in Pittsburgh, and just concentrate on, like, that because that's where I'm excited because it's, like, going to new places, photographing these amazing people in these really new and exciting places and taking on less. But then also working on like jewelry and stuff like that. Yeah, like that I didn't plan on happening. I didn't think I would pick up any new hobbies, but I'm really trying to embrace how the road is like changing our lives and trying to figure out new ways to make money that maybe I never would have given myself a chance to do if I was still in Pittsburgh working on photography all the time. I love that. I one of the, I don't remember which episode. I was interviewing uh, Christian and his wife, Alyssa, and he, I basically, because he's got all these basically really passive income streams, and I kind of, and I asked him, so what do you do when you get all this freedom? And he said, well, you can do whatever you want. And I think mm-hmm. that is kind of the beauty of being out on the road. If you're able to, you know, either you know, line up a bunch of weddings for a certain part of the year or Kevin's apps doing well. So you have some of that free time and flexibility to try out some of those new and exciting hobbies or things that you wouldn't have been privy to. Like there's like you wouldn't have had the time if you just were sitting still and picking up your whole schedule to realize that you loved making jewelry. And by the way, I think it's awesome that you're obsessed. I wish I had that obsession for more things instead of chasing so many silver bouncing balls. 
I think that that's something that I am. I totally relate to what you're talking about. Um, I think that I try to make a lot of things work that feel a little bit forced. And then sometimes I just like, I think I'm allowing myself that as I get older, I'm going to find new passions and it's okay. And it's a good thing. And it's exciting. Um, but it's hard when you're in this like middle ground where you don't feel passionate about anything. Cause I was definitely there when we first hit the road, I was like, what am I doing with myself? Like all I did was read all day and cause it's my off season. So I didn't really know what to do with myself anyway. And, and Kevin was working and I was like reading and I was like, what do I do? Um, but then this passion just came out of nowhere. So that can happen at any time and just hold out, like be excited for when it does happen. But yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> Yeah, so we hung out, which it's already been since December, so I guess like six months ago, which is crazy how long ago that was already. And we hung out in Texas for a bit, and then you guys have been blazing up the coast. Y'all did a, did some time in the desert. Y'all been doing lots of boondocking. And are you burned out yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we... I especially, I'm definitely more of the um, talker. Like I need people around me. Um, and sometimes this life can be really lonely for me. Um, and I'm really bad at calling my friends and actually talking to them. And why, I need to why, get better at this that. This is a I, side like, note. Why is our generation suck so bad at picking up the phone and calling? Oh my God. I don't know. You're really good at it. You always <laughs> like are calling Kevin. I'm always like, wow, Heath is really good at that. But um, yeah, no, I'm so bad at it. And it's like, it's hard also because like my friends kind of think I'm out on this amazing adventure and it's like, yeah, I am. But at the same time, like 90% of my time is spent inside our camper, like working, like we're not like out exploring every day, which is what it seems like, but it's like, it goes both ways. But yeah, like, I don't know why we suck so bad at calling people. It's like all I would, <laughs> I feel so much better when I talk to my friends, but I just don't. Yeah. Have you, have you guys found a, a good solution for that? Because I feel the same. I get so excited just being around people that we know. And even if you just meet them, uh, just because there's so many things that are changing to have some small amount of your life be a little bit of a constant. Like, for example, we're hanging, like our friend's parents are at the campground we're staying at right now in Myrtle Beach. And it's nice because we were on a walk yesterday and we waved at them as they were on their bike. And it's like, hey, we know, we know someone here. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Have you found any solutions for that other than I guess just meeting up with people randomly um I think that the best solution for me is what Kevin actually pointed out the other day which I hated because you know Kevin is all about not using your phone and <laughs> just like you know like calling people instead of texting or like social media with people um but I, I he pointed this out the other day like I am treating Instagram as like my way of keeping up with my friends and that is not right. <laughs> um, I need to be texting them or calling them and seeing how they're doing. And I still haven't tried it yet. So I'm not going to say I'm an expert, but Kevin really made a good point. And I think that that's really interesting because being on the road, I think you feel super disconnected from your previous life. So the way to feel connected is to obsess over social media. And that is like, that's wrong. Like you shouldn't be doing that. Like we should be calling or talking. But yeah, I think it's really interesting how addicted I am to Instagram right now just because of this lifestyle and how far away we are from everybody else. Yeah, I feel myself doing the same thing. Like I'm doing a few podcast interviews a day and in between each one, I'm like, okay, back to Instagram and Facebook. And it's like, I don't even care. Yeah. I'm not even looking at it for any particular reason. And I think also whenever you meet up with a group of people in person, like when we had our summit and you're around like a hundred other 
full-timer RVers and new friends and, you know, maybe people that you've known a little while, you realize, okay, this is not the same as social media. Like it's not, you know, it's yeah. incomparable, but um, it's, yeah, I guess just trying to find more ways to insert that into our lives more because I, I need, I'm the same way as you. Like I need that to get filled up. And I think that that's a very yeah. re- real part of being on the road that I've talked, we've talked about some on the podcast, but probably it's, it's good to talk about more, you know? So how, going back to you guys and y'all's pace of travel right now, um, how are y'all transitioning? Because I guess you can get, maybe give us some context. Like what has y'all's travel looked like the six months since you left Texas? Yeah, totally. So we were super eager to get West as far as possible. Um, we still haven't seen a lot of the West coast because when we've been traveling the past two winters, um, in our pop-up and then in our fifth wheel, we um, stayed south because it was winter. Um, so this is the first time we're spending like a summer away from Pittsburgh. And it's really exciting, but it's also like super draining. Um, so we're trying really hard to slow down. Um, we first like hauled ass. I'm sorry if that's not allowed. No, you're good. Um, California. Okay. Um, we hauled our butts to California and then we... <laughs> And then we basically spent a lot of time in Southern California, but then now we're hiking up north. Um, We wanted to get all the way up to Seattle this summer, and we were going to go into Canada, but then we're like, okay, guys, we have to, like, think this through a little bit because I was feeling super stressed out because we would move every, like, week or so, Um, and we decided just recently that we're spending at least two weeks in each place, and we're actually spending a month in um, a campground in Nevada City, California, um, starting tomorrow. And then we'll be spending a month in Oregon, right on the coast, for August. So, yeah, I think that we're kind of like, okay, we don't have any plans to end this lifestyle. So why are we hurrying through everything where we could be slowing down and spending more time exploring each area? Because we have all these grand plans for the summer, but now we're like, okay, we're exhausted and it's only May. So, yeah, we're slowing down. Yeah, it's like, what's the point if you're if you're killing yourself, right? Yeah, and um, we do miss boondocking. Like, we haven't, we're not going to be boondocking all of this month and then August. But um, it just makes sense for, like, how much I'm traveling, too. I'm flying out, like, three times next month, this month, May. And I'm just like exhausted by that idea. So um, we're just going to stay put and uh, not have to worry about power. And like, I have to back up my hard drives. And so we need hookups. So it's just like all the elements. Yeah. Where do you guys find most of your boondocking spots? Currently, we basically use Campendium or word of mouth. Um, We, yeah, Campendium has been the easiest way to find these spots. But um we do want to get one of those BLM books that have like apparently all the information of like the lines of where the public lands start and end. So we know where we can park because so far we've just kind of been like following compendium and what other people are reviewing and their GPS coordinates. But we want to be able to like park more places that maybe aren't as popular because we really do like to be on our own. It just feels good. Like right now we're in a campground. We've been in this campground for I think a week and a half. And I think I am just like feeling anxious. Like cause we constantly have, we have people around us constantly. And while I do like that, I also really enjoy just being in the middle of nowhere without people. So you don't have to think about anything or the way you look. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. It's like a balance of the two. Do you guys hang out with a lot of other people when you are boondocking though? Like do y'all have friends that will sometimes come out and stay? 
Um, I would like to say we do. Um, we've only done that once, I think. We're still like kind of meeting new people in this industry. I I think it's hard like to really reach out and like say like, hey, you're in this area. I know this sounds really creepy, but do you want to <laughs> hang out? You know, like, Yeah, we're in the middle of the desert. Like, Here I, are our coordinates. Yeah, right. Like, oh, man, like we should all have dinner, you know? Yeah. I mean, would you, would you say that you've gotten more comfortable, though, uh, boondocking in just random places? Yeah, for sure. I think that boondocking is definitely when we feel the best. But at the same time, there's a lot of things we have to think about because we because we're paying off our debt. We don't have solar. Um, we don't have all these other fancy anemones. Um, we only have like a small little generator and one battery. <laughs> so we're not really built for boondocking, but we do hope once we actually pay off our debt, we plan on buying a better boondocking machine. <laughs> No, that makes sense. Going like talking about debt, do you how do you feel like RVing has impacted y'all's progress or paying off debt? Do you feel like you've been able to pay off less or more or about the same? And if and if you're paying off a little bit less now, do you feel like the trade-off for RVing has been worth it? So, actually, we are making better progress on our debt. Um we lived in the city in Pittsburgh, so we were paying like I think Fifteen hundred bucks a month and um, rent alone. So our lifestyle has definitely. Um, I think we pay an extra three hundred dollars a month now on our debt because we have an extra three hundred dollars. I'm I'm actually I meant to say from the rent and everything. So not only are is our life quality much better, but we are still making progress on our debt, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, it definitely has a lot to do with boondocking. I mean. When you boondock, you don't have to pay anything, um, but you do have to obviously fill up on water and pay for the dump stations along the way and gas. But by boondocking, we really minimize our um, our payments and our money, so it's really helped. But now that we're saying a campground, it's probably not going to be as good. <laughs> do you know how much you guys have been averaging, just out of curiosity, on boondocking the past like three months? Or I mean, how? Sorry, that's stupid because it's free. I just meant like how much y'all have been averaging on lodging like the past three months. Have y'all stayed at any campgrounds other than where you're at now or has it been almost all boondocking? So we've been boondocking pretty much ever since we left you guys. We did stay at one, two campgrounds since then. Yeah, but this is our third, I think our third one. So we've been boondocking pretty much consistently over the past three months. But the reason we have been staying at campgrounds is when we have visitors, um, we actually have people stay in our camper with us and it's really awesome. Um, but we also don't want to have to worry about power or water. And we like to have a nice shower house for them because our shower is so small and I just feel bad for anybody coming to visit us. So um, yeah, we've been staying at campgrounds for that. But we also, when we were in the middle of the desert, we decided to have a little oasis getaway at this little RV park and stay in the hot tub for like unruly hours at the night. That's a that sounds awesome. I mean, it makes you more appreciative, <laughs> I'm sure, of the hot tub after spending you know all this time boondocking. I'm assuming you all just run your generator because you don't have solar, right? Yes. Gotcha. Right. Um, we we have a little generator, and luckily our battery holds its own for a while. We got a new battery, um, but yeah, it's it's not it's not the easiest way of living because you're always thinking about power and how much water you have and all that stuff. So it's a lot of responsibility, but it also helps with like paying off debt. So yeah, this is kind of totally random out of left field, but sometimes that's how my brain works. 
Do you think one day, you say if we're still friends when we're older and we have kids and stuff like that, do you think our kids are going to, and we're all, you know, like living in houses and in the suburbs or something like that, do you think that our kids are going to be like, guys, what, were we, what did y'all used to do that you ran around and lived in RVs? You know, who knows if podcasts will still be a thing and, you know, they can even dig this up and listen to it. Like, do you, I'm just curious. I, that thought has never really crossed my mind, but you guys are some of our really good RVer friends. So it's like, maybe we'll be friends when we're older and our kids are going to be like, were you guys hippies or, or what was happening during that phase of your <laughs> life? Have you ever thought of that? Yeah. No, I haven't, but it's a very interesting thought, Heath. Um, <laughs> no comment or what? Um, do you have any commentary on that? No, no, I'll say something. Um, I, I really hope that people still want to explore um, when our kids are grown up because it's sad to think about how well going on moment, um, how social media is like taking over people's lives and just like sitting and watching TV, like forever, you know, like they literally go work their nine to five jobs and then come home and watch TV all night. And that just like sounds so miserable to me. And I hope that people start to recognize that they're like, this is their life. Like they only have one life and who knows how many years they have, you know, like why, why sit around and, live like that like that's not a way of living you're just like a robot at that point so I really hope that people start to recognize like how addicting phones are and how addicting like just being inside and watching tv it's so safe you know but where is the fun in that like where what are you gonna like look back on your life and say oh man I'm really glad I watched that show on Netflix you know like I don't know yeah no that's a that's a great point preaching to me we probably been watching too much Netflix anyway so (laughs) no Anyway, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. Talking about, that's also a good uh, pitch for Kevin's app, Moment app. It tracks how often you use your phone and how much time you spend on it. That's actually how I met you guys was downloading that app. So I totally recommend it. We'll link up to it in the show notes. Speaking of Kevin, yeah, how is how is living in an RV affected y'all's relationship? If it has, like, has it changed at all? Or has have you learned anything, you know, about being wife on the road you know like how has that impacted y'all's relationship yeah I think that for me it's really important for us to have our own time so obviously yes we work all day and we don't always have like conversations face to face sometimes we just go all day and we're like listening to our own podcast or whatever and we're working and then we like have dinner together and then we're like oh man I don't want to talk to you right now so you like go your separate ways but I think that it's really healthy um, because we first started out like, oh, we need to spend all this time together. And yeah, that's great. But at the same time, sometimes you just need to like veg out and just like be on your own. Like I will go for a walk by myself or he'll go for a run with Luna. And like, and I think that's so good for us. And we're starting to recognize that because when we lived together in our bigger apartment, we had more space. So we could like go off, like I could go upstairs in the bedroom by myself, you know, like and read or whatever. And he could just like be downstairs doing whatever he wants to do. So it's like, now that we're living in such a tiny space, we really have to realize that it's okay to get away. Like I can go grocery shopping by myself and like do all these things. And I think that that's been really helpful for us, but also really appreciating the time that we do spend together and talk um, without our phones or any distractions. I love that. What does success look like for you as in this lifestyle as you're working on this new jewelry Etsy business and your photography from the road and boondocking and hanging out with your cute puppies? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the biggest thing for me is just to have our debt paid off so we can enjoy ourselves a little bit more because we have been 
we do, obviously, we have a great time on the road, but we also hold ourselves back a lot from experiences or restaurants that we want to try. And I think when we pay off our debt, well, we already have discussed this. Um, when we pay off our debt, we'll take better time off and we'll actually go do things um, and not be afraid to spend money on experiences. And yeah, I think that other than that, though, like, I think that we're do. I, I am very happy with this life, um, except for obviously the occasional loneliness. So I feel like we are successful in this lifestyle now. It's awesome. I love it. Well, where can people learn and connect with you guys online? Yeah. So um, our website, Instagram, and Twitter profiles are all at 188 square feet, the numbers, and then SQFT. And then... Um, yeah, I. Yeah, it's probably better that you just plug it in later because I have way too many Instagram handles. <laughs> awesome. That sounds good. Thanks for being on the show, Mandy. Thanks so much, Heath. Hey, guys. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you want to grab the show notes from this episode, head on over to our website at heathandalyssa.com and click on podcast. Thanks again to WeBoost for sponsoring this episode of the show. Please leave a review and subscribe in iTunes. Each one helps more people find the podcast. You guys are awesome. And also would love to know what you think about the new podcast cover art. If you're listening right now, you've probably seen that I have a new logo for the podcast. I finally shelled out, hired a listener, Suzanne. Shout out, Suzanne. Thank you so much for designing the podcast cover art. I love it. I hacked the first one together in Canva. And seeing as the podcast has been around for a year and a half now, I figured it's time to upgrade and get something a little bit cleaner, a little bit nicer that reflects the RV lifestyle and the people that I brought on the show. So thank you so much, Suzanne, for designing an amazing podcast cover art. And I'd love to hear what you guys think, listeners, about the new podcast cover art logo. Shoot me a message on Instagram or Twitter at Heath Paget, and I'll see you all next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast.